you on. Let me move now from Veronda Bellamy uh, to Adam Schiff uh, in our third and final hour today, an exclusive conversation with uh, LAPD Chief Michael Moore about whether or not he uh, about why whether he believes he has earned and deserves a second five year term. So stick around for that in 20, uh, 15 minutes. 15 minutes from now, we'll be joined by Michael Moore, LAPD Chief, live in studio for an exclusive conversation for the hour. Uh, about why he is seeking a second five-year term as chief of LAPD. But I am pleased to welcome back to this station and back to this program a friend of mine and a friend of this station, uh, U.S. Congressman Adam Schiff. Congressman, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's wonderful to be back. It's good to have you back, man. You've had a busy morning, I am sure. When I went on the air uh, almost two hours ago, I made the announcement that you had ju- you had just announced. Uh, that uh, you are you're in it uh, in the race uh, for the seat being held by Diane Feinstein. So Adam Schiff could be the next senator from the great state of California. Let me just start with the obvious question: Why are you running, Adam Schiff? I'm running because I think our democracy is at grave risk, uh, and I think part of the reason why it's been so vulnerable to a demagogue like Donald Trump is that the economy just hasn't been working for millions of Americans. Uh, they're working harder than ever. Uh, they see their quality of life uh, slipping away, uh, perhaps less than what their parents enjoyed. Uh, they look at the future for their kids and and have profound uh, worries and doubts about it. And it's left uh, lots of people uh, vulnerable to a demagogue who promises that he alone can fix it. Uh, these are the amp- issues that have really uh, animated my uh, career in the House. Um, I believe I've shown the kind of leadership uh, in taking on uh, those uh, in the extreme MAGA world who would tear down our democracy in their pursuit of power. Uh, and I want to uh, represent all Californians uh, in that fight to preserve our democracy, our freedom, uh, and to fight for an economy that works for everyone. I'm glad we've got these 15 minutes to talk to you because there's a lot to cover, and we're going to do as much as we can in these 15 minutes, and we'll, of course, have Congressman Schiff back as his campaign uh, takes shape. Um, but let me start with what you've just laid out now. We know you um, as the uh, man who led the impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump. Again, a lot to unpack in these 15 minutes, but you're the guy. You're the face of the impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump, and you come now in your first response, raising the name of Donald Trump is one of the reasons why you want to uh, serve in the Senate uh, to put our country on the right path and move us in the right direction. It seems to me that a guy who um, went after Trump in the way that you did legitimately, and I have said to you before, and I'll say it again, uh, in an effort, as I see it, to save our democracy, which I appreciate. Um, but it seems to me that they're going to put a target on you. I mean, there may be others who run for this seat. Indeed, there, there are one or two others already announced uh, who will seek this seat, even though Diane Feinstein has not as yet said she's not running again. We'll come to that later in this conversation. But um, how concerned are you about the target that the Trumpists are going to put on you and the money that they will raise to make sure that if you're the nominee, you will, in fact, be defeated? Well, look, I've had to take on uh, Trump world. I've had to take on the Fox uh, News uh, uh, misinformation machine for years now. Uh, And I think I'm up to that fight. Uh, You're already seeing it. You're seeing it in the action of McCarthy to strip me off my Mm -hmm. committee. Uh, you're seeing it in the action of, you know, presidential, uh, presidential hopefuls like Mike Pompeo and others taking pot shots at me. Um, so, look, I, I've been through this, uh, and uh, and I'm not afraid to take them on. Uh, I'll, I'll do whatever's necessary to protect uh, the the country I love and, um, and make sure that this country c- continues to deliver on its promise uh, of opportunity for everyone and the freedom to pursue their dreams and... Uh, equal rights uh, and a, and an opportunity 
uh, to live in a safe neighborhood and provide for your family and have a house over your head. Uh, this is what this is what uh, I've always fought for, and I'll take on anyone uh, to defend it. Yeah, um, the um, uh, the the Trump uh, persons uh, again putting a target on you and, and raising money uh, to come after you. I expect, as you said, you're gonna you're gonna fight it, and you've you've taken them you've taken them on before. Uh, I assume though you have no regrets uh, in retrospect, and given all the news that we've seen coming out about Donald Trump, you have no regrets at all. Uh, about leading the impeachment against Donald Trump. And I ask that in part because now you see the ways in which Kevin McCarthy and these Republicans are, you know, trying to trying to uh, act out their own forms of retribution. So let me start with this and I'll build on this. You have no regrets, though, about what you did in the past, uh, specifically regarding the impeachment. Uh, certainly not. Uh, I would do it all over again in a heartbeat, uh, mm-hmm. whatever the cost. Uh, and, you know, as we warned in that first trial, um, if they didn't hold him accountable, he would go on to try to cheat in new and worse ways. Uh, now, I, you know, I can't say that uh, I had a crystal ball, um, <laughs> but it didn't take it didn't take any kind of uh, you know clairvoyance to see how dangerous this man was. And the result of uh, you know, even though we had a bipartisan vote to convict him in the Senate, but the result of the cowardice of too many Republican senators was that uh, Donald Trump incited uh, a violent attack on the Capitol. Um, and by pushing out this big lie about our last presidential election, uh, and and uh, that damage could have uh, been avoided had more senators done the right thing. But I was proud to leave that, leave that effort, and I would be proud to, to represent uh, the state of California in whatever is necessary to defend our democracy going forward since you mentioned the new speaker kevin mccarthy uh, of course uh, of california as are you uh and um we've been talking about this for some days now on this on this station and certainly on this program adam schiff we've been talking about uh the way he came after you uh let me just ask you point blank how does it feel to have not just been on the intelligence committee but to have been the chair of the intelligence committee and then to have kevin mccarthy boot you off well, you know, personally, I love the work of the Intelligence Committee. It plays a vital role in protecting the security of our country. Uh, it's a serious committee, and to see McCarthy treated now as this kind of political toy, uh, where he sends around emails to his uh, his right-wing base saying they can click a button to remove me from the committee and to remove Ilhan Omar from hers and Eric Swalwell from his, uh, you know, he's brought the speakership so low uh, to cater to these, uh, you know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and, and others of his conference that he depended on to become speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, look, it's not fun personally, but the, the more important point is, what is it doing to our country? Uh, what is it doing to the willingness of the intelligence agencies, in this case, to share information uh, with the Congress that we need to protect the country? And, uh, you know, this is one of the powerful reasons I'm running, to stand up to People like McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, uh, who have used the filibuster to deprive the American people of voting rights. Um, and I you know, want to mention, because I know our time is limited, um, if people want to learn more about my campaign or get involved, uh, they can go to adamschiff.com. We'd love to have uh, your your listeners as part of our team. Yep. Speaking about listeners, uh, let me ask a couple uh, questions with, with, with uh, specific regard to who you're talking to right about now. Um, this station uh, was found in a survey by an independent company called Eviteris some months ago to be the most trusted, the most credible, and the most reliable for African-American listeners and beyond. So you're talking 
to an audience that has a significant number of African-Americans uh, listening right about now. As you well know, you've been on this program before, so no, you're no stranger to that reality. Let me ask you about the work or lack thereof of the Senate. So we now know there are. Uh, Democrats have a bit more breathing room in the Senate. Uh, whoever comes out of California will likely be a Democrat. Uh, so if it's Adam Schiff, it's not going to change. It won't, uh, pardon the pun, if it's Adam Schiff, it won't shift anything in the Senate. You replace one Democrat with another, uh, uh, Dianne Feinstein, and and, and then to, uh, on to, to Adam Schiff if he ends up winning this race. That said, um, the Senate has been woeful uh, in the minds of many of us in advancing a number of pieces of legislation that matter specifically and uniquely uh, and unapologetically to the African-American community, including uh, voting rights protections, including um, uh, 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 you know, the George uh, Floyd uh, uh, police uh, bill. Uh, there are a number of pieces of legislation that matter, again, expressly to the African-American community that have been stalled in the U.S. Senate. What do you intend to do about that if, in fact, you're the man, Adam Schiff? Well, I intend to, if I like hell, uh, to get those bills passed. Uh, I'm a proud co-sponsor of the George Floyd the Justice and Policing Act, a proud sponsor of the John Lewis Voting Rights uh, Improvement Act uh, of H.R. 1. Uh, and we're going to need people that are willing to fight to do away with that filibuster, that arcane Senate rule that uh, that in our past has had the sordid history of depriving people of color of their voting rights and is being used that same way now. Uh, and so I intend to be a very aggressive champion to defeat and, and, and do away with the filibuster. Um, for years, I, I've spent uh, my time traveling around the country helping elect Democrats to the House and to the Senate. Um, one of the, the leading uh, fundraisers for our Senate candidates um, who uh, will be necessary to change the balance in the Senate uh, so I think I can continue to play a powerful role there, not just in getting myself elected, but in getting others elected who share our values and who will protect voting rights. I'm not sure that I disagree with you, Congressman Schiff, when it comes to the filibuster, and yet I want to just play this through right quick uh, in some of the time that we have left here, in just a few minutes left. Um, the filibuster uh, being done away with is good when you're in the majority, uh, but if you're in the minority, um, it's a different your view of that perhaps changes. Um, if you are successful in, in winning the nomination and winning this seat, um, you don't you're not going to the Senate to stay there for a couple of years. I expect you want to be there for a little while. Uh, and it may be the case at some point the Democrats are no longer in the majority in the Senate, but you've done away with the filibuster. What say you about that position you would find yourselves in, you would find yourself and yourselves in then? I'm ready to take that risk because I would rather see the country have uh, significant swings in policy depending on who's in the majority than I would the kind of gridlock and stagnation uh, that has plagued us for years, uh, where Mitch McConnell believes that to make Barack Obama unsuccessful, he just has to stop anything that uh, Obama wants to do. And thank God we got the Affordable Care Act done nonetheless. Uh, but I, I would rather see the party in power have the the power to govern a, as well as the responsibility. And if they do a poor job, they get thrown out of the majority. Uh, that, to me, is preferable to gridlock. Uh, and I'm, I'm ready to do anything uh, to protect voting rights, including, by the way, uh, expand the size of the Supreme Court, uh, because the current court stacked by Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump is the least representative body in the country now. Uh, and I think it needs to be unstacked. Uh, if we're going to protect people's freedoms in this country. I'm happy to hear you say that. Every time I hear you say it, I've heard you say it many times, I, I applaud because I couldn't agree more with you on that. We were just having that conversation with our, uh, our great friend Ellie Mustall, the justice correspondent for The Nation magazine, who has argued that 
that is the right uh, thing to do. Let me ask you, and I've got four minutes left with you uh, between now and the top of the aisle, and we'll talk to Chief Moore, uh, and you'll get back on the campaign trail. Uh, but let me let me ask you whether or not you think uh, in your service in the Senate, should you win this seat, that that issue can get some traction, Spe- speaking specifically now of the issue of expanding the size of the Supreme Court. I think it can, and one of the reasons, so you're right, I've been outspoken about this for some time, is that uh, you have to socialize the idea, uh, get people talking about it, get people to understand the, the merits of it, uh, and, and disabuse others of the idea that expanding the court uh, to address the way it was, it was gamed by Mitch McConnell um, is not stacking it, it's unstacking it. Uh, McConnell deprived Barack Obama of the opportunity to appoint a justice, um, claiming that it was too close before the election when it was almost a year away, and then jammed Amy Coney Barrett down our throats when people were literally voting for Joe Biden. Uh, and as a result, we have a two-seat shift in the Supreme Court that should not have happened. Uh, and that has made all the difference in doing away with reproductive freedom uh, and jeopardizing a whole set of other freedoms of, of the American people. Uh, so I think we need to begin socializing this idea, um, and, and then we can make it a reality. Diane Feinstein has not as yet said anything about what she intends or does not intend to do. Uh, I think most of us believe that she, in fact, uh, is going to step down just a matter of time. She served honorably. She served long. She served well. Uh, but to my mind, this is just Tavis speaking, it's time for Diane Feinstein to step aside. Um, that said, um, how does one make a decision to put his or her name, in your case his, obviously, uh, hat in the ring for a seat that is technically uh, not open at the moment? Uh, you know, I, I got together with Senator Feinstein yesterday, and, and I spoke with her some weeks ago, and I stayed in constant touch with her staff. I have, like you do, great respect for her. She's been a giant in the state Um once again, for example, introducing this assault weapons ban uh, just this week after these terrible tragedies. Uh, so I want to make sure what I do is respectful of her. Um, and uh, she uh, certainly um, w- was more than comfortable with my announcing, uh, encouraged me to go forward if this is what I uh, wanted to pursue. Mm. Uh, could not have been more gracious about it. Mm. Um, here's the exit question then. So give me some sense. Um this is going to be a long and arduous task. Um, it's a it's a big state. Uh, it's going to be an expensive race. Uh, there'll be others running and vying for this seat. Obviously, uh, tell me finally here, uh, Congressman Schiff, what uh, California voters can expect from a Schiff candidacy. Well, I I think and I hope that people can expect what they've seen of my work in the House. Uh, that it will be characterized by decency, uh, by um, the, the truth by understanding the difference between right and wrong. Uh, to me, uh, I've always been guided by a passage in Micah that says, what is required of us but to do justice, to love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. Yes. Uh, to me, that those are good good uh, messages for us to live by, and, and I would hope that that would characterize my service in the Senate as I've tried to have it characterize my service in the House. Adam Schiff is in, so it's on and popping uh, for this race, uh, for the seat now held by Diane Feinstein. You heard him say he spoke to Senator Feinstein yesterday, and she encouraged him to do uh, what was right for him. And so he's made the decision, and he is in the race. Congressman, I expect uh, and hope that between now and Election Day for this uh, seat, 
Uh, we will talk on uh, multiple occasions, but thank you for coming to KBLA Talk uh, 1580 today on the day you made the announcement to spend some time with us. We appreciate you, sir, and wish you all the best on the campaign trail. Well, uh, thank you, and I'm not the least bit surprised uh, that your station is held in such high regard, uh, more so than any other, uh, because of the extraordinary job you do, and it's wonderful to join you. Thank you, sir. appreciate your time. Uh, after news, traffic, and sports, uh, conversation for the hour in studio with LAPD Chief Michael Moore, who has asked for a second term, a second five-year term as the head of LAPD. Has he earned it? Does he deserve it? We'll put that question and many more, too. LAPD Chief Michael Moore, when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.